I'm Colin Perry, and this is Life, Death, and Tarot. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Life, Death, and Tarot podcast. I'm your host, Colin Perry, and today you get to meet Lauren. Before we jump in, I want to say a big thank you because you guys really seem to love the last Mortisode, which came out last week, and it was called Overwhelmed. And I had guest Ashley Rouster Rigby on, and you guys liked her. You liked her work. Um... So thank you. Thank you for the feedback. Uh, In the future, I will be launching a second podcast. The second podcast is called The American Thanatologist, and it's basically mortisodes, but you'll be hearing from other experts. There'll be a little bit more research and that kind of thing that shows up in each of the episodes, um, and it will be more of a... uh, thanatology-informed podcast in every sense of the word and the way. And last week's episode with Ashley was sort of uh, testing that concept, and I would say that it seems to have done really well. Thank you. Um, I wouldn't know if it did well if I didn't have listeners like you guys. You guys are willing to reach out. You're willing to give me feedback. You're willing to say what you liked, and I value that, and I appreciate that, and it motivates me to work to take all of the stuff from the world of thanatology and translate it into stuff that anybody can apply to their own lives. Today, I think we're just going to jump right in. I'm really excited to introduce you guys to Lauren. Um, Stick around because at the end of the episode, she provided an update. Now, I'm going to tell you what my favorite freaking tarot card is. It's the death card. It is the death card. It is a great card. It is a time of new beginnings, new chapters. But in order for there to be a new chapter and a new beginning, it means that something has to end you know? Um, So it's it's a little bit bittersweet, but it's onward and upward to positive things to come. So maybe that's a little bit of a spoiler. I don't care because the death card is my favorite and Lauren got it and just hear how she interpreted the death card. Okay, here's Lauren. Um, My name is Lauren. I'm 36, I'm from Indiana, and tarot is something that I've kind of been interested in on and off for a while, but I've never really gotten into it myself, and I started listening to your show, and I really liked it, so I thought that um, I'm kind of coming up against some big changes in my life, and sort of looking for maybe um, a sign that I'm going in the right direction, so I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk to you and get some insight into that. Okay, and you're in Indiana, um, uh-huh. which is pretty close to me. I live in northern Kentucky, right across mm-hmm. the river from Cincinnati, so oh yeah, fellow Midwestern 
yes. gals here today. Um, okay, so the first step that we're going to do is you're going to pick the deck that I'm going to read from. And okay. I have three decks for you to choose from. And the first deck is the Morgan Greer Tarot. And the Morgan Greer came out in the 1970s, and it has edge-to-edge, full-color, sort of illustrative style. Mm-hmm. The second deck you can pick from is the Aquarian Tarot, also a 1970s deck. And it looks like stained glass sort of illustrations. And every card has a full white border. And then the third deck is the traditional Rider Waite Tarot. Um, This is like the classic deck in the United States, at least. Mm -hmm. Did any of those three decks interest you? Um, I like the first one. Wonderful. So that is the Morgan Greer, and that also happens to be my favorite deck and the one that I use for myself. So I'm going to be shuffling the cards, and while you're sitting there, think about what you're thinking about, what you're hoping to get insight from. I do not do a particular question. Like some people will read tarot and be like, will I fall in love? Or like, is David the one? And Um, what I prefer is just you pull the cards and take what is being shared and try to attach it to something that's going on in your life. Uh So that's sort of the perspective. And if you've listened to the show, you've heard that before. So I have a pile of cards in front of me and I'm splitting the card into two, the deck into two piles. Should I put the right side on top of the left or the left side on top of the right? The left on top of the right. Now that it's back into one pile, I'm going to spread these out in front. Can you see them all? Yes. And I'm going to be taking my pointer finger and running it from the left side all the way to the right. And you tell me where to stop. And you know the card I'm supposed to pull. So you can tell me to go back two, go forward three. Um, And we're going to pull three cards. The first card is for the past. The second card is for the present. And the third card is for the future. So, here we go. You tell me when. That one there. Um, No, back a few. The one where you can see more of the stars on the back. Yeah, that one. This is the card for the past. And we have the Ace of Rods. Um, All of the Ace cards have, like, hands coming out of the sky. And they're holding the suit symbol. That's good. Okay, now we're going to the present, and you tell me when. That one. Oh, we have the emperor for your present. Oh, interesting. Yes. So this is a major arcana card, and we have this guy with a white beard and white hair, and he's wearing, like, a very regal cap with an eagle that's emblazoned on it. He's got a red robe. He's sitting on a red chair. He's holding a scepter and a sword, and then he's sitting on an eagle or like a falcon. So keep an eye out for hawks and birds and and that like warrior type birds because that's a symbol that's attached to this guy. All right, now we're gonna pull the future card. There. Yes. Oh, okay, I'm gonna show you what this card is. Don't be afraid. You're making me nervous. Okay. <laughs> Don't be afraid. It's okay. a little bit of an intense card, but you've listened before, so you know that it's it's not. Yes. Um, we got death. 
Okay. Okay. It does not mean anyone's going to die. That's not what right. this card is about. This is right. a this is a chapter. There's a chapter mm-hmm. that is ending and something new is beginning and you're putting something something is going to die. It could be like who you were, who you thought you were, who somebody else was and you like sort of like a clear line in the sand. Well, that's already pretty appropriate, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you got to tell me. So now that the cards are out there, um, what like what changes are you anticipating? Um, are they any of them like so? The emperor is sort of academic professional. Are they career or related to that in any way? Absolutely. Um, huh. After after fifteen years of being a mom, um, I'm going back to school in the fall to go into healthcare. So I'm I'm going to become a nurse. Oh. Okay, wow. Um, wow, 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 for a lot yeah. of levels on this. Okay, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm just looking at the cards um, because I've seen these cards millions of times, basically, and so these themes pop out. But, like, the Ace of Rods in your past position is covered in oak leaves. Oak leaves mm-hmm. are attached to education, okay? They're in, like, progeny. Like, you mm-hmm. – stuff you create in this lifetime will have lasting reper- repercussions long after you're dead and gone. Now, all Ace cards – Ace of Rods, Ace of Swords, Ace of Pentacles – the Ace cards represent the seed of an idea – like, okay. like, um, a new idea. It's, it's something that you sort of have an ish about, but maybe like you, you don't even know what the first step is. So when did you start thinking about going back to school? Like seriously? Um, it was after the birth of my middle son. So it would have been almost eight years ago. Okay. What happened within the last year with this big um, shift that you're working towards? actually it was almost exactly a year ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I have just been kind of, um, working in a crappy job mm-hmm. to get by and to support my family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I guess just kind of had came to a point where I realized that it wasn't going to do it long term, And I had to make some kind of change in order to, have a better, mm-hmm. let's see, a better future for my family, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I had to do something because the job I'm working in now, it doesn't have, um, retirement plan. It doesn't have healthcare. It's oh. just a, it's just a crappy job. Uh, I, I realized I really had to do something in order to secure, like, secure some sort of security, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to, to make something that where I felt like there was a future there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, where just going paycheck to paycheck wasn't going to cut it anymore. I had to have some kind of plan in yeah. place for when I get older, um, for when my kids get older. Yeah. So, okay, so it's interesting. So this oak tree, the symbolism it makes a- – acorns acorns are your kids mm-hmm. and like the idea is this it's a bigger look at um life you know long term yeah. this mm-hmm. is the ace of rods and the rod symbols like um it's more of a bigger picture a longer game look instead of like short term like how do we just get yeah. through this week how do we just get through this month mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. okay this is exciting. I'm excited about this. Um, but I want to read to you the traditional meaning of each card as it stands by itself. 
That way you know the like by the book meaning. And then Mm -hmm. these cards, your cards in particular, have some symbolism that attaches each one to the other. And then we'll talk about the layered meaning after that. Okay. So with the Ace of Rods, we have this hand coming out of the sky, literally bursting out of clouds and holding Mm -hmm. a section of an oak branch. And um, the rod suit is also called the wands in other tarot decks. So with the Ace of Rods, it is a time of beginnings, a marriage, a birth, an enterprise, creation of, in a sense, the creative or emotional momentum behind them. So this is like, it's a start. It's, it's some sort of beginning. This is in your sort of recent past is represented. And we say that that's like sort of within the last year, year and a half. So would that be representing like that, that shift that I had in my way of thinking about yep. yeah. the future? And the ace cards are all like, it's stuff that is like your essence or your vibe or it's just thoughts. It's, it's uh-huh. not necessarily action yet. It's like the yeah. seed of the specific idea. Um, like, for example, maybe someone's at work and they realize, man – this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing with my life, but it's not this. And then it's like, they have that start of the seed of the idea, but it doesn't have shape. It doesn't have form. They don't know what it's going to look like, but they know that that's the right path to pursue. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. That's, that's weird. That's that's good. Okay. So ace of rods. So you're looking for things, little signs to sort of confirm so far. So good. So that's good. Um, now we have the emperor, which is in your present position. And we have this older gentleman who looks so stately. Um, anytime we have a major arcana card pop up, it means that there's a, a way that I like to think about it is like, let's pretend that guardian angels are real. Let's pretend that dead ancestors are looking out for you, that their sort of influence is here. Um, they're just providing you backup, so to speak. Um, the emperor card is attached to the number four in um, tarot and four in other cultures and traditions is attached to doorways. So it's Ooh. like, um, and like, it's like a door is presenting itself and you have the choice to walk through it or not. And once you walk through it, you can't not walk through it. Like you will right. know what's behind that door. Um, so it's sort of like a, it just is symbolic of that. Um, okay. The emperor card, the traditional meaning authority, one who is master of his emotions, active intelligence, able to realize ideas. So this is, it's, it's just a good, nice card. Um, you would, I'd, I'd encourage you to pay attention to the bird thing, the falcon, the eagle. So like, let's say that you're like showing up for your first day of classes and like a hawk flies overhead or something that would be a good sign. Okay. Okay. Then you have the death card, um, which the logo for the life, death and tarot podcast is actually based after this card. So the death card, we have, of course, our friend Death wearing a black hood and um, it's lined with purple on the inside. And then he's got like a little golden brooch that just connects it at his neck. He's holding a scythe and then there's a big giant white rose. And then the background is red and um, very ominous. And then there's a hawk or like a bird flying oh, over yeah, the I setting sun in the distance. Okay, Death card. He's a little scary. Okay, Death, Rebirth generally in areas of one's consciousness, great change in one's life. 
See, that's not bad, is it? That's no, good. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely going to be some great change coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so just at first glance, this tarot sort of reading is saying, it's telling the story. An idea just came down from somewhere and planted itself in your head, and you couldn't shake that idea, and you felt it through, you figured it out, you really sussed it out, and you became this, like, this emperor man, this, this, this man who has lived his life, he's had a lot of experience, and he's sort of mastered this idea, um, and then it gets put into action. So the um, eagle or the falcon um, in other traditions is attached to action, to keen sight because they're like visual predators, right? They're up from Uh really far away, but they're able to zero in on the very specific detail that they need to go after. Then we move into the death card, um, which sure the death card has represented deaths of people before, but um, when people die, that causes a series of shifts and changes in life, right? I mean, if I woke up and my best friend was dead, my life would have to change. This card is about change more so than a death of something, but usually something ends so that something new can fill its place. Um, It's up to you to sort of figure out what that is, and it sounds like this school thing is probably going to have a much greater impact on your life than you could even sort of anticipate now or fully understand, you know? Uh Um, So what's prominent on the Morgan Greer death card is the white rose. You see how that's like huge and present. Um, So the white rose symbolizes things like uh, purity and innocence. And then you have this, this hooded dark figure there. Also roses are, they smell lovely. They're beautiful to look at, but they're thorny. So this is also a little bit of a caution that um, you may be entering a period of time, which to an outsider looking in, it's like, oh, look at her. She's just got it all made. She's got that little family and she's starting her new career and she's she's just got it all set. But in reality, there's probably going to be some pinpricks and some, you know, finger sticking and ugh uh-huh. things that are happening despite how beautiful it might look on the inside. So it's also kind of like a reminder to check in. This is a good time before you get rolling to check in with um, what what do you need to feel balanced in your life? Um, What can you eliminate? What can you quote unquote kill to make room so that those thorns, like when the wind blows, you want that rose to be able to blow and not hit you because you're you're in so close. So a lot of times when the death card pops up, people will declutter. People will have a yard sale. Get it out. You need to create space so that there is plenty of room for things to shift and change physically, but also in our minds. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So um, clean it out or like um, some people even – like we'll recommend other tarot people um, to rearrange your house. Like, you know what? Have you guys talked about putting the master bedroom in the family room and, you know, swapping it, like even shifting rooms or maybe you decide now is the time to finish off the basement so that the kids have extra room. Like this is the time. Get it done now because Uh right now you're in the emperor period and the death part hasn't happened yet. And you're, right. move, you're moving into that. So you kind of want to uh-huh. prep for that. Um, okay. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it really does. Okay. So tell me what's on your mind. What questions do you have? Um, I don't really have any questions. I'm honestly like really shook right now by how appropriate this is. Like I kind of came into it with the mentality that, you know, it's very open to interpretation. It could mean a lot of different things, but I am really very shook that this is so on the nose for what I'm going through right now. Um, yeah. Uh, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel getting a reading that's like, seems oddly specific? <laughs> and and, I don't, I, and then let me remind you, at the beginning, you were like, I'm hoping for a sign. <laughs> yeah, you- I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am feeling uh, um, affirmed, I guess, would mm-hmm. be a good, way, a, a good way to put it. I feel like I'm hearing something that I needed to hear something that I needed to be told that, yes, this is the right thing for me to be doing right now and to go into it with power and not nervously. Like I normally would tiptoe in and be nervous and be worried that I wouldn't do well or, but this is really the sign that I needed to go for it and go for it hard. Yes. Embrace it. Embrace Mm it now as much as you can by preparing all these other right. parts of your life. I mean, e- even like think about your family routine. Like maybe now you need to inst- institute a new plan for dinners or something. Like yeah. how, how do we get, you know what I mean? Like this is real. Embrace it top to bottom and get everybody yeah. involved with like how do we prepare ourselves for this major shift that's happening? Because do not underestimate how much of a shift this will be. Right. That's what that death card is saying. You know, it's like mm-hmm. – Oh, you think you, you think you know, but (laughs) you don't really know. Yeah. Um, Okay. Let me ask you, I want to ask you a question about religion because you have the cross on top of the scepter that shows up in the um, emperor card or spirituality. Um, What role does religion or spirituality play in your life? Not much of a significant role. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm not a Christian, I'm kind of um, open to a lot of different things. I like um, some aspects of Eastern religion. Mm-hmm. I like some aspects of like paganism and Wicca, but I don't really adhere to anything, mm-hmm. any one thing too strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm I'm open to everything really is the best way to put it. That's good. Um, now the program is, is the program that you're looking at enrolling in, um, religiously affiliated? No. Okay. Now I do know, cause I'm trying to connect the dots here or find where this might be a seed of something. Um, because the emperor is in his right hand, he's holding a scepter with a cross on top of it. And, um, like in my life, I would not describe myself as a religious person, but like I observe Shabbat, which is a Jewish tradition on Fridays. And like I do like ritual in my life Mm -hmm. helps give my life more stability and structure in a way that I like and makes me feel better and more connected. Um, And it's in his right hand. And so when that pops up, we kind of look at that and we just, you know, at the very least check in with the role that spirituality or religion has in your life. Um, Also, um, I'm thinking of the word community. So for most, not most, many people in the United States, their community attachment comes through their religion, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so many families are 
based upon the rhythm of their church or their synagogue or, or like whatever it might be. Um, I would, this might even be a little thing to have a conversation at the dinner table one night about, um, what do you believe in God? What do you think? Um, and you're entering the healthcare field, right? Mm-hmm. So much of healthcare issues for the individual is framed about around their religious beliefs and understandings. Um, I see this cause I am a thanatologist and I work a lot with death and dying and so much of the conflict that people face at end of life is the result of like some sort of religious idea that they were brought up around. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you'll have to do the homework there and figuring that piece out. But there's this like, there's this cross things that's showing up religion, spirituality. I encourage you to explore that, share that, okay. whatever. Um, also he's, um, the right hand in the emperor card that's holding the scepter with the crucifix. It's coming down on top of a ram's head. Do you see that? Yes. So you, this card is full of symbols. You have a sword. Sword is mm-hmm. about action. It's about coming down, cutting it down, moving forward, doing things. You have that. And then you have mm-hmm. the scepter. The scepter is attached with knowledge and rule. So you're calling the shots here. So if you think that you're not, this card is saying you are. Um, he, the bird, the eagle, the falcon, um, those are the symbols to be looking out for. And the ram. Um, the ram is attached to a bunch of different symbols, but think about what do rams do? Like what are some things that rams are known for or associated with? Um, Does anything come to mind? Not really, no. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have rams running around I Indiana? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, have you no, heard I of, don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever heard of like um, the ram's blood? That's like a religious thing that people have no. referenced. Um, Rams also uh, butt heads with each other. They'll have conflict. Okay. okay. So, and the conflict is at the base of the religion thing. Um, mm-hmm. So that's represented in this card. Okay. Um, Rams also live, um, they survive in like rocky areas and areas that don't look soft and comfortable. So there's discomfort. Okay. And if there's discomfort somewhere, kind of lean into it learn how to be a little more comfortable in that spot. Okay. That's the essence there. And this is all in your like present. Mm-hmm. This is in like the right now. And present doesn't just mean today. Usually it's like the last couple months and the next couple months is a good way to think of it. And then we also look for seasonality in the cards to help us kind of make up a timeline from from what we see. So the death card has this white rose. What time of year are roses in bloom? Spring and summer. Summer. I would definitely say summer, summer. in sort of our area. Um, and mm-hmm. roses bloom through autumn, early autumn, at least here. Like my neighbor behind me is a master rose gardener and he has roses that go clear through October, um, like tons of them. So I would be for you paying attention to end of summer, early autumn for mm-hmm. the start of your death chapter, which is also this card, of course, is attached to the number 13. So... I'm going to tell you that Friday the 13th is a great day for you moving forward. It's going to be a lucky, (laughs) lucky, happy day. Um, And pay attention to the white rose in the future. Like if you go out or someone gives you flowers and it's white roses, that's a good sign. The white rose, the eagles, look for those things in your life as little like winks from the universe. Okay. Awesome. Um, Okay. Any other questions? No, I don't think so. 
Good. So how was your first tarot experience? Um, it was very intense, I have to admit. <laughs> but does it feel good overall? Was it positive? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's good. Sometimes I have a, a little bit of an inner conflict because I'm, I guess you could say like science minded. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. these are just pieces of paper, right? That we're just flipping over. But in instances like this where I – you saw me pull the cards and I yeah. couldn't have known all this stuff about you. And I turned them and they seem like very oddly specific. Sometimes uh-huh. I have a real conflict with like being – like the feelings of being like, oh, my God, this is like special or magic. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it feels a little bit like that. So I have that. I just – roll with it you know and I think that's where it's interesting to be open to stuff where I'm the same way where I'm very science-minded and logical-minded but also sometimes you have to just be open to Mm -hmm. the things that are out there I think a little bit and for me like not getting hung up on whether or not this is real or not like just sure is it helpful or not and if it's helpful continue and just don't even worry about right why this is happening (laughs) just take it as it is so okay lauren well we'll call this a wrap this was a thank you so much i like your reading is wonderful i'm so excited for you (laughs) thank you thanks this was fun okay and now i have an update from lauren here is what lauren said when i asked her to tell us How does she feel in all these months since her interview? What did she notice, etc.? Lauren says this. I have thought a lot about the cards that Cole drew for me during our session. Everything has seemed to point toward the meanings of these cards, that I have finally made a decision on a path and taken steps toward an outcome that I want. The flow of inspiration and desire to structure and, and authority finally to a new beginning and metamorphosis strikes me again as extremely pertinent to my life this past year. I'm enrolled to go back to school on August 20th. The big changes won't happen until next year when, hopefully, I begin full-time nursing school. My partner has proven to be extremely encouraging. I feel like this phase of my life is very categorized by the emperor card. I'm moving from a passive, supportive role in our family to more of an authoritative, structured role. And finally, the death card. Nothing is more appropriately symbolic of this 180-degree change in my life and career. Unfortunately, I haven't seen any of the symbols present on the cards. There are lots of hawks around, but I haven't spotted any eagles or falcons and no rams either. This experience has also gotten me interested in exploring tarot on my own. I purchased a Morgan Greer deck and have been practicing readings. I turn up a lot of wands cards, which is indicative of my mental state since our recording. If anyone wants to come and say hello on social media, the, my Instagram is at welldonegoodshow. Thanks again, Cole. Lauren. That is a great update. That is awesome. Um, Lauren, I would like to very specifically tell you congratulations and good luck because when this episode airs, it's going to be, what, like four days before you start your classes. Um, and I feel pretty confident in saying that we're all excited for you to do that. That's a big deal. And thank you for sharing your story with everybody and the stuff that you're navigating. It's really exciting. All right, so you guys, if you would like to visit Lauren online, you can do so 
Her username is at well done good show on Instagram. That's W E L L D O N E G O O D S H O W. And I'll also link to her profile in the episode notes for today's episode. If you haven't yet, please consider leaving this podcast a review in iTunes. Um, you can also rate the podcast, which is just as simple as giving me a little tap. That makes a big difference, and it helps other people find something to listen to. If there is an episode, whether it be a regular episode or a mortisode, that was of particular interest to you, feel free to call that out in a review because it helps other people figure out like where to start listening to the podcast um, based on feedback from other people. Uh, It's interesting as the show, as this podcast goes on, people really value reviews and what you guys say in those. I also have an email newsletter that I encourage you to sign up for if you haven't. Visit my website, AmericanThanatologist.com. I have been making a bunch of little tweaks in that site, so it might look a little bit different um, as I'm sort of transitioning. We've adopted some new branding standards that um, I am slowly kind of rolling out with my team. So if you scroll to the footer of my website, AmericanThanatologist.com, you can sign up to get my newsletter. Um, Please do that if you haven't already. I usually send out some good stuff. I also have a new review to share with you, and I have not read it. I just see that this has been posted, so I'm just going to read it, and we'll hear what it has to say together. Okay, this is from Zen Iron Man. It's called Great Stuff. I love listening to LDT, whether it's a regular episode or a petite mortisode. I came to the show for the tarot, but I was very surprised at how into the thanatology I got. Good work, Cole, Victor, and the rest of your team. Thank you, Zen Iron Man. I really appreciate that. And thank you for thanking Victor, who is the producer for this podcast. Also, a big thanks to Mandy. Mandy's the one who did the artwork for this podcast, and she's also my assistant. And um, she glues me together, like literally. Um, I definitely am so grateful to have Mandy in my life. And um, I also would like to thank Victor for the podcast theme song and Brad Goodall for the theme music that you guys hear on the Mortisodes. And I also want to thank Bonnie Dutch and Shannon Feltis. You guys probably saw a lot of you guys know those names because they are the merch gals for the Ologies podcast, which is how I met them. And they are in the Life, Death, and Tarot Facebook group, and they approve a lot of you guys that join, um, and they're active and they're engaged there, and I'm really grateful for that. Speaking of the Facebook group, you can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash Life, Death, Tarot. I'd love to see you in there. And I do have, I just um, opened up a American Thanatologist Facebook group. Um, That is going to be the home for all of my stuff in the future, including the second podcast. But everything, I'm just going to be pointing there. So there's nothing in there yet. I'm not actively doing anything. But if you want to just join, if you think about it, please be my guest. I would love to see you in there. Okay, so it's another week. um, And I will see you guys next Thursday with the next La Petite Mortisode. Bye. Bye.